The Winefellers comes to you from the lavish WHUP studios in Hillsboro, North Carolina. Listen to us also on WPVM Asheville, WCOM Carboro, and WRLY Raleigh. This week's Winefellers is brought to you by the Hillsboro Tourism Board. Low on gas and near exit 164 during normal business hours? Visit Hillsboro. Learjet, introducing our new Sommelier Interior Edition with wine cellar and monogrammed ice bucket. Fly high above the indolent rubes in a Learjet. And River of Life Lutheran Church, reminding you to ask yourself, are you the reason why Jesus came? Welcome to this week's episode of The Winefellers, right here on WHUPLP, Hillsboro, North Carolina. I'm Joe, co-founder of TrueBottle.com, your professional source for wine auction prices, and my good feller Mark here, fine wine auction director with Leland Little Auctions. And together, we are the Wine Responsibly considerate episode of the Winefellers ever. I am taking over the wine pairing segment this week as I teach my good feller Mark about how to pair beer and liquor with what else? Wildlife stew. So prepare to be horrified, horrified, and even a little horrified. But it gets even better. During the first half of our show, we will be taking listener calls. So if you wish to speak with a semi-live and breathing Winefeller, just phone us at 919-296-1169. Now, we can't get to everyone, but Linda, our phone screener, will do her best to take your call so that we may take your call. All this the wine news and some more ill-considered Winefellers song exclusives right here on a very special episode of The Winefellers. But first, let's find out what we're eating and drinking today, Mark, while we learn the importance of the food pyramid. What the most important thing in the world is to me? What's that, Mark? The food pyramid. The food what? The food pyramid. Is that like a triangle? Cucumber, an American is apple pie. So if you upset the apple cart, I'll turn you into stir fry. I may be full of beans, but my life is peaches and cream. If you 
prove to be an apple polisher, I'll turn you into a soybean. So listen, have you ever wondered why it's called a square meal when it comes from a food triangle? They say I don't cry over spilled milk and that I'm the big cheese. But living my life as a bad egg has always been a breeze. You are now dead meat to me, but I have bigger fish to fry. I may not be a spring chicken, but I'll still urinate in your water supply. Oh yeah, food pyramid in the house. Food pyramid in the house. Get ready. We got a food pyramid in the house. Fruit, veggies, and meat. Fruit, veggies, and meat. Fruit, veggies, and meat. Your food pyramid is now complete. Fruit, veggies, and meat. Fruit, veggies, and meat. Fruit, veggies, and meat. It's time now to reheat. Hey Joe, it's great to see you. That was an interesting intro to this segment. It was stunning. <laughs> Absolutely. It literally stunned me. Maybe it'll make our listeners feel a little better if they knew uh, it took uh, 15 minutes to make <laughs> that song. <laughs> I love that uh, <clears throat> we just call it. I mean, if it takes more than... 20 minutes uh-huh. to finish a song. That's right. Something's wrong with this no, song. No, we don't, we don't like to spend too much time on any one song, and it and, and might show, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but we wanted to discuss, the, obviously, the importance of the food pyramid because I have no idea why. Well, well I know why. Okay. <clears throat> we are uh, eating two <clears throat> of the three corners of the food pyramid. Wait a minute. I don't know. The pyramids have more yeah. corners than just three. So- what is, is it a pyramid? Yeah, it's a pyramid. Okay, we're going to eat. <laughs> so what are we drinking and eating today, Joe? Because usually I do the wine pairing segment, but today Thank you, you are. Thank you. Mark, uh, it is a rare treat to host the pairing event on the Winefellers. But before you do, I need to say something <laughs> because we have a new affiliate. What? Yeah. How? WXDR <laughs> Dolphin Radio out of my old stomping ground, New Orleans. Hey. I know. Do we need to send them an apology before or after they play our <laughs> I don't know, show? but we'll make it an especially good show just for you wow, in New Orleans. because New Orleans. I know. We love New Orleans. And actually, we used to live in the French Quarter on the corner of uh, French Quarter in the corner of St. Philip and Charter and uh, I had some of my best memories are there. So uh, You said uh, one time... And this is something I just I love to remember about you. Okay. You said uh, I said what what did you learn while you were living in New Orleans? And I don't know, I guess the one thing that stuck in your head was uh, if you need to know someone, it's not the chef, but the saucier. Saucier. Yes, if you if you want to look at find a good restaurant, I mean, the chef's obviously important, but the real talent is the saucier. He's making obviously the sauces and if there's like a French influence, I mean, that is really important and it can really make a meal just that much more wonderful. But anyways, welcome guys. <laughs> yeah, welcome. Uh, WXDR. Thank you. Out of New, out of New Orleans. So what Fantastic. are we Fantastic. So what are we eating and drinking? This is not as fancy as something you'd find in a fine New Orleans restaurant, Mark. But I think... Oh, I beg to differ. I think it has some roots 
from uh, Louisiana. Okay. Okay. Now, one of my favorite dishes uh, is uh, Brunswick stew. Oh, I love Brunswick stew. I mean, it's just a lovely uh, collection yes. of meats, veggies, flavors. There's no fruit in it. No. This isn't a food triangle sort of meal. Okay. Food pyramid. Why right. do I keep calling it a triangle? I don't know. So uh, what we have here today is wildlife stew. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> wildlife stew, Mark. Uh, it's wildlife uh, of all kinds. Okay. <laughs> Hold for, on. I'll, I'll, I'll are you for, Is this for real? This is really wildlife stew. It looks like Brunswick stew, which is why I brought that up. It does. Up. It looks like kind of a darker Brunswick stew. This is a nice, uh, very good wildlife stew. And uh, let's let's talk about the stew for a minute. I'll get on to, to what we're drinking here okay. momentarily. But in this stew, um, gosh, this, this stew began... Um, year uh probably a year ago <laughs> no am i am i gonna get ill why i'm doing the the most poor job of selling this stew right now aren't i so you're talking about wildlife <laughs> stew and you're wearing a camo hat i'm not i'm just worried about what's about to happen but go ahead this let me just say this is some of the best <laughs> the best stew i've ever had mark okay and this stew has every year a couple guys that live down the road from me okay. um, get together at the uh, at their bow hunting club barn. <laughs> oh, the barn. At okay. the barn. And uh, a couple of these guys, three of them, get together and empty their freezers out for the l- previous year. Okay? <laughs> Gosh, yes. <laughs> Hear me out. I'm hearing uh, you. And they, they need to make room for the new stuff they're going to hunt in the coming year. Mm-hmm. And so it's time to clear it out, use it before it, you know, it, it's in there four or five years. It's way too long, right? Take it out and use it in something. Uh, you enjoy that and make room for the new stuff. So what was in their freezer, Mark? I'm going to, I'd like, I'd like you to take a few guesses of what is in what they hunted and killed themselves and now have cooked and put into this stew we're about to eat. So, Let's let's start. Let's start. Well, I I, I, I want to say that they were hunting filet mignon, but I don't think you're going to tell me that. <laughs> There's no beef. Okay. In this in this stew. Mm-hmm. Um. So let's should I, start. Should I try it first? Because I'm uh, afraid if you tell me, I'm not going to want to eat it. <laughs> Why don't you try? Explain what you're looking at there. There's it's not just meat. Yeah. There's so, some veggies. It really does look like a Brunswick stew, but like kind of a darker Brunswick stew. And we can post a picture and. Uh, it's like chopped meat with also veggies like carrots and I think I see corn and some. I think onions. some lima beans are in there. Yeah, I'll try some it. potato. Mm-hmm. Give it a try. It's fine. It's good. It, it's just fine. It's great. Yeah. Now, uh, now, uh, any uh, any guesses? <laughs> it's not going well, to so stew. It's, it's not a gonna... bow hunting club. Um, I guess uh, deer. There is deer in it, and do you know what's interesting? What's that? Uh, my my wife comes from upstate New York mm-hmm. in a v- small little town. Okay, um, and you know, like you said, everyone's running around with their camo hats and their four wheelers, and it's just a, a wonderful place. Okay, okay, this is not when you he- uh, if you're listening here down in North Carolina and you hear the the term New York, it it is not one giant city up there. All right, there's <laughs> lots of in fact, most of it isn't. 
Uh-huh. Right. I've heard lots of small towns. This is one of them. And up there they call deer venison. Ooh, nice. Now it, you know, it's just, um, it's what it's kind of a colloquialism. Yeah. And we use it that term down here as well. But sure. we're there uh, uh, at the barn mm-hmm. where they're preparing the stew. Okay. And uh, Anna, my wife, asks, uh, "Is there venison in the stew?" And they. Are, they just respond like, well, look at you using your fancy word that start. We don't talk with words that start with V's. I mean, just it was just like, I mean, uh, deer. It has deer in it, like you said. Yeah. So of course there's deer. Uh, let's let's. Uh, I'll I'll give you a couple more. Let me think how many animals are in here. We've got a oh, uh, deer. Okay. We got uh, that and that and. Well, that. Just go ahead and tell six me six animals. What else? Six animals. Yeah, so what else we got? What else we got? Deer. Okay. We have chicken. I can. So they do. They bow hunt chicken. <laughs> <laughs> these are these are, these are incredible chickens, Mark. <laughs> these are they these are some tough bow wild hunters. Wild chickens. I haven't seen too many wild. They that must be little teeny bows. <laughs> <laughs> We're going. I bow hadn't thought of it that way. These are yeah. Al- <laughs> okay. Well, I'll, I'll, I'm on semi on board. <laughs> Chicken. Okay. Okay. Uh, there is grouse, wild grouse. Uh-huh. No, uh huh. I think from like Wisconsin. We just like a wild chicken, a wild bird. Yep. Yeah. And uh, we've also got um, uh, racking my brain here. Well, I know that we have rabbit. I like rabbit. A delicious meat. Yes. And squirrel. Ooh. And did you know that- They bow hunt squirrel? I don't. I mean, they're very good bow hunters. They must be, because that's a tough animal to hit with a a bow. This is- Uh, You know, actually, if if you told me it had squirrel, I wouldn't have eaten it. Is that right? Well- Have you got something against eating squirrel? Yes, I do, because squirrel, squirrel brains, uh, people believe they uh, carry uh, a disease called (laughs) Jakob-Kreutzfeldt disease, which is like mad cow that you can get from eating squirrel brains. And people Uh, like in Kentucky are more susceptible because evidently they eat more squirrel. Well, I think the brains were left out of the stew. Oh, good. So well, I mean, um, it's very interesting. I mean, it's not gamey. I like it. I mean, it, I'll, it's I'll, not uh, too gamey. It's delicious. They, they, I think that they put some vinegar or some. There's some sort of, uh, something like a almost like a vinegar barbecue, spicy barbecue yeah. sauce. No, I really. I mean, it's fine. I mean, turned out you really know, well. And if I didn't know these all these meats in there, I would I wouldn't have guessed it. Now, now they left some animals out of the stew. <laughs> okay. So we we ask um, one of the guys. Mm-hmm. Is there possum in uh, the stew? Possum, because mm-hmm. we're thinking. Well, you put squirrel in it. Yeah, why don't you possum? Like, uh-huh. Where's the possum? And he looks at me and see. He says, "Now I know a lot of people around here eat possum." Yes, <laughs> just matter of fact. Okay, I guess so. But he can never bring himself to eat possum. Okay, and he has a story of why. Oh boy. <laughs> He says possums are the most disgusting animals. Oh, in the they world. are. Have you seen ones? T- yeah. the teeth, the mouth. Oh yeah, we had one in our house. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you tried to catch these things right. for months. No, I, well, no, no, no. Uh, our dog brought a possum in through the dog door. 
Uh, and we had a possum loose inside our house uh, in our bedroom. They hiss at you. Oh, it was terrible. It was awful. Oh my gosh. And my a big one? Yes. And and oh. my wife, who doesn't trust me to get a possum out of my house out of the house. <laughs> she called, Rightfully so. Yeah. So she called her father. And her father said, uh, oh, it's it's uh, very easy. All you do is you throw uh, a towel over it and then you <laughs> and then you grab it and then you throw it out of the house. And they're like there's no way I'm going to do that. That is a nasty looking animal. I'm going to get killed. <laughs> they have these needle-like teeth. Oh, I know. They would just go right through any towel you threw over it. So what I did is I, I actually built a maze. <laughs> I mean, not a maze. Well, yeah, kidding. it was like a maze. You're kidding. So I, the, where, where the uh, opossum was at the end of the room, at, at the bedroom, <laughs> and I lined like furniture and chairs and, and beds, and I made like a little narrow uh, a narrow tube way where the <laughs> possum had only one way to go through the house. You okay. see what I'm saying? Yes, so I, just put, I see. Your, had uh, nowhere to it's go. It's still in your bedroom, but you're constructing a maze that when it fi- when you finally chew it, it can only go in one direction. Go one direction. And I'm doing this and the whole time. Jennifer's going, "This is not going to work. This is not going to work. <laughs> this is this is this is a stupid idea. It's not going to work." But you know what? It worked. He shot right really? down the right down the chute. Uh, through the living room and out the garage. <laughs> Congratulations, Mark. Yes, but I'm sorry. Well, you know, you you could have uh, just put a giant cooking pot at the end of the maze and thrown them on the stove. He, what, made some he did not stew. look like good eating. But if anyways. You, well, if you made possum stew, uh, this guy, uh, Farmer Joe, as we call him, he would not eat that possum stew. Yeah, I'm with him. He, um, he and he, I mean, he eats anything else. Okay. Right. He talks about as a cattle farmer mm-hmm. uh, when he came upon a uh, an expired heifer in the field. Yeah. Okay. Unfortunate, uh, but there it was uh, mm-hmm. lying there, deceased, and he's uh, as every good farmer just kind of paying his respects to the work this animal had produced, the milk it had produced through its entire life. Uh-huh. When the back end of the cow began to move oh no the tail started wagging yeah and from that area right under the tail mm-hmm. came a needle mouth faced screeching opossum oh, smacking its way out from oh. the end of a cow oh that's awful and he has surprisingly never been able to eat one since no uh, that's yeah so if you've taken anything from the, <laughs> take anything from the show today, uh, don't eat possum. Did I say that in a in a? No, no, it's fine. But uh, no, it's it's. I mean, I think it's you got your point across. I mean, who wants to eat an animal that will do that? So what are we pairing this lovely? Dish we with? are pairing this with exactly what uh, the guys who prepared it drank the entire day. This is like a fifteen-hour stew. All right, it okay. takes all day. Yes. You got to cut up, the, you got to thaw the meat, uh-huh. you got to cut it up. And you have you to drink your beer. Cook it and the beer. And so what I have here today, I walked into the store and I uh, I knew exactly what I wanted. Uh, natural light oh, yeah. beer or natty light, yes. right, as it's referred to. That was one of the worst rated beers on Rate Beer. but and uh, However, I must disagree with them. Okay. Uh, so I go into the uh, convenience store. They have these natural light beers. And at the top, what does it say around that red line? These are giant beers. 25 ounce fluid. 25 ounce. On the other side of that red, what does it say? The big one. The big one, Ah, uh, nice. And so this is exactly what you would be drinking. Yeah, this is your big boy. While cooking 
in preparing this stew. Well, thank you so much, Joe. Uh, I much appreciate it, and uh, and um, I'm always up for eating new things. And uh, and and I think this is my first time ever eating squirrel. So there <laughs> you, you go. You may not uh, ask me to do this again. Oh, no, we won't. <laughs> do not go anywhere. We'll be taking listener calls coming up next. all day and into the night with our backs against the wall forced into a gunfight
Well, who do we have on the phone? All right, Mark. Uh, Linda has told me we have Lilula on the phone who happens to be listening to us via WRLY in Raleigh. Hello, Lilula. You are on the phone with the Winefellers. How you doing? Lilula? Are you there? Uh, Linda might have patched it through now. Lilula? Hello. Hey. Hey. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. How are you guys? Good. I'm so glad that you are listening to the show today uh, through uh, WRLY in Raleigh. And uh, are you? Uh, uh, how long have you been in Raleigh for? Uh, Raleigh, about two years now. Oh, nice. Growing metropolis of Raleigh. That's right. It I I hear that. it's beautiful. It is deer gardens and all wine gardens. Hopefully soon. <laughs> all right. I'm with you. So what? So what question do you have for the wine fellers? Okay, guys. So recently, I just started this thing called a spicy food diet, and it's pretty intense. It involves a lot of sriracha and red chili flakes in my diet, sometimes hmm. in my water. Nice. And I'm having <laughs> <laughs> a spicy food diet. Is that so? It must be mm-hmm. good. I guess spice is good for you. Um, yeah, it's supposed to be anti-inflammatory, actually. Oh yeah, and right. have long-term health benefits. So that's that's my new thing. I'm trying to stick to it. It's been kind of hard. I bet. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, especially because I can't find anything to drink with my dinners. Oh, oh, you mean like wa- you had wine-wise? You mean guys? Wine. Uh, yeah, that's a uh, that's a great question. What do Lula? you drink w- uh, with? Spicy food, Mark. So, Joe, the reason why most people reach for a beer to go with Asian food yes. uh, is because beer doesn't clash with many of the fiery, hot flavors one finds. But pairing wine with the spicy foods is actually qu- quite challenging. Uh, well, I would, that, I would go to beer. You're right. I would never think a wine for s- spicy food. Right. Well, put away that beer glass, yeah. Joe. Because there's a few simple guidelines I think we can uh, we can go by. And you pick, have and, guidelines? Well, sort of. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, well, it, I guess it, makes, it doesn't sound fun when you're drinking with a guideline, but... <laughs> 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 but... <laughs> so, oh, that's funny. But if you avoid oak, so you know some wines are like heavy in oak, like the oak flavors from the barrels. Like chard yep. or something? Yeah, like an oaky Chardonnay. If you avoid that, uh, you do yourself a great service because heavy oak kind of can dominate the wine. It can really dumb down the flavors, and a lot of tanning can accentuate bitterness as well as overpower the dish. So I would stay away from uh, high, highly uh, tannic wines, and then I would also go to low alcohol so you can just drink more of it yes. as a refresher. Yes. <laughs> Now, how low uh, how low are we talking about, Mark? Oh, not too low. <laughs> don't worry. I'm Good. looking out for you, Lalula. I mean, we don't Thanks. we we don't want to have you drinking. I mean, what is a what is a low percentage uh, wine, Mark? And, and I mean, what's that number? That's great. So you know, like a like a, some rieslings, which are really sweet, would be good for spicy foods, and those have uh, usually lower alcohol than some other wines. We're talking ten percent, nine, uh, eight. Yeah, like eleven percent. Nice and twelve percent even, which is used to be the standard, but now most wines have higher than that now. And then if you're drinking a red wine, I'd go for like um, so definitely avoid the Cabernet Sauvignon and the, like the. Like the, like the heavy wines that you might get from California? I was going to say, go with a Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh, no. Wow. I would say not go. Wow. I would go with a Beaujolais, 
which oh, is like, yeah. like a, like a yeah. thin Beaujolais from France, or red Zinfandel from California, which is like in a low, uh, low tannins, but kind of medium uh, acidity. And it's probably, it, those go really well with the spicy foods. Lalula, what is, give us an example of your favorite, tell us what your favorite spicy dish is. And Mark might be able to pick out the perfect wine to go with it. I'm a huge fan right now of some spicier curries because those are good to make when I'm at work in the crock pot. So what? anything, you know, a spicy type of curry over rice, what what do you suggest, mm. Mark? Mm. I love spicy curry dishes myself. I mean, there is nothing better than like a hot red curry or green curry. We went dish. out to Burlington and had some curry. That's right. Well, that was Indian curry. Yes, it was. And yes. Well, I like that too. And I'm also thinking about that, but I'm thinking I'm thinking of Thai curry as well. Mm. And uh, you know, with that, I would go with like a red Zinfandel from California. I would. I think that would probably be the best uh, wine to drink with with that. And I have drinking wine like that. So, so I guess the bottom line, Lulu, is is you don't just because you're eating spicy food, you don't have to give up wine. You don't have to go to beer. Well, I thought, Lulula, I thought that you might uh, be drinking these habanero beers. I've I've had before. Oh, I haven't had one. Spicy I've, beers. Have you I've had one, Lula? Those. They're a little intimidating, and I try not to drink beer as much. That's right, Lula. <laughs> you need to stay away from beer. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> well, I'm here. I've brought in the stew and the beer, but Mark knows all about the wine. I think. Uh, you know, Mark suggested uh, a Beaujolais mm-hmm. one uh, summer evening when I was grilling out, and I'd actually we were cooking some uh, stuffed chicken breast and grilling some jalapenos on the grill. Okay. And Mark mm-hmm. said, "You've got to try this 2008 Beaujolais. You're gonna love it." Yes, uh, Beaujolais are made from Gamay grape, and they're technically a Burgundy wine, and uh, they're really good, kind of a summery wine, and they also go good with uh, any you know, spicier foods. So that's a, another great option as well. But thank you so much for calling, Lalula. Thank you, fellas. And what, what, where is that name from? Where, do you, where is Lalula? Who, how did you get that? Um, uh, that is an interesting. Name. An interesting name. How's that? Uh, it, it is an interesting name, and I think it's because my mom doesn't love me very much. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh <laughs> uh, well, well, Mark. Um, that <laughs> thanks, Lulu. That was uh, very interesting, Mark. Yes. Uh, we've sad. never. Ha- oh, please. Uh, I- I'm sure. Her mother loves her very much. No, I take her as her word. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't go anywhere. Winefeller's news is up next.
Fine Wine Newscast, where your good wine fellers, Mark and Joe, discuss real wine stories from this week's news, offering you an insider's view into the fascinating and often hilarious world of fine wine, right here on WA. This week on the Winefellers News. Are you sick and tired of drinking breakfast beverages in the morning? Try wine! Are you sick and tired of eating snacks in a movie theater? Try wine! Are you sick and tired of going to a bar and ordering drinks that are not wine? Try wine! That and more right now on the Winefellers News! The News. Joe, how many times has this happened to you? It's morning, you're drinking your favorite cup of hot coffee, and you suddenly become concerned. Why aren't I drinking wine right now? It has happened before. Well, worry no more. <sighs> wine infused. I was hoping you would say that. Wine infused coffee is here. What? Yep. The improbable combination of an alcohol depressant and energy boosting stimulant <laughs> comes to us courtesy of Napa Valley's Molinari Private Reserve. Is it coffee infused with wine, or is it wine infused with coffee? Well, apparently, they've worked for over two years to perfect the combination of a house-made red with carefully selected 
coffee beans. Reportedly, the beans have been trained to relax for the purpose of absorbing the wine. Then the beans are dried and hand-roasted. The result? A rich batch of coffee with blueberry notes plus a double boost of antioxidants. Wait a minute. So they soak the beans in wine. Yes. And then roast the beans. Uh, yeah, I think and, so. And you make a coffee. It's coffee. It's coffee. With a wine flavor. Well, wine. Not no. just wine flavor. It's wait, wine. Wait, wait. Yeah. The coffee beans absorb the wine. That's right. But when you... Is there alcohol now in the beans? So I'm uh, so confused. According Mark. to Mol- Molinary Private Reserve, the beans contain about so e- a drink contains about point zero zero five percent alcohol, <laughs> <laughs> which is about um, uh, about ten percent the strength of your normal uh, Bud Light. Okay, but there's some alcohol. In there's there. some alcohol in there, not very much, uh, but there's. But you know, I thought you said this was good news. It is if you want your if you want to pick me down. During the morning, <laughs> this drink might, might be for oh, you. Oh my god! You know, it's interesting how you know people. Uh, you know, that's kind of popular at bars now. You know, you heard of like Red Bull and um, what yeah, are, Jaeger bombs, man. Yeah, so it's alcohol. Red Bull and Jaegermeister. Right. So people seem to uh, enjoy that in the evening. It is. It is a hot topic, Mark. Is it? Yes, they've actually outlawed a number of drinks. Uh, I guess operating under this uh, umbrella. You can't have a caffeine caffeinated alcohol drink. Yeah, because what was happening is people were getting completely wasted and not passing out. That's good. Well, then they'd go <laughs> and and drive a car. Oh, I or see. Or then they'd go yeah. uh, to their ex boyfriend's house. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was not good. Okay, but I guess but they didn't think about doing this in the morning. Well, and like this with, company with a point zero 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 five percent alcohol per glass, you're gonna have to drink forty cups of coffee. Yeah, that's to a lo- feel like one beer. Yeah, that's a lot of coffee. I mean, you're gonna be pretty jittery. They're not wor- <laughs> The lawmakers are not worried about this company. So why would they do this then? Well, why does any company do anything, Mark? Uh, of course. To make money. Yeah, they think that they're onto something. Why okay. would you put wine in a box you can slap, Mark? <laughs> no, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, what are they going to think of next? You know, wine-infused popcorn? I mean, you know. That's a great idea. Second story. Joe, how many times has this happened to you? You're watching your favorite movie, you're eating your favorite bag of hot popcorn, and you suddenly become concerned. Okay. Why aren't I drinking wine right now? Hmm. Popcorn. <laughs> I'd say once or twice this has happened. Well, we're, we're does, does uh, now wait a minute. Do Cheetos? Do cheese puffs count? Yeah, like popcorn. So then, then definitely twice. Oh, good. Wine infused popcorn is now here. What? Yeah. You just said, I what know. if there was wine-infused popcorn? I know. And now you're telling me there is wine-infused popcorn. I know. It's a double fake. Wow. The, wow. The Kim Crawford One well Estate played. has has collaborated with New York-based gourmet popcorn company, Populance, on the project to produce two flavors, Pinot Noir Chocolate Drizzle and Sauvignon Blanc Kettle. Oh. Yeah, is it? Do you get drunk as you eat it? Well, here's the issue. Neither popcorns contain any alcohol. Now, this is just probably the worst idea yeah. I've ever heard. The popcorns are designed to be enjoyed with the corresponding wines of the same Well, kind. I know, but not... But Wait. 
there okay the sauvignon blanc kettle goes with the sauvignon blanc wine well wait a minute but your popcorn does it have hold on a minute slow down mark okay i missed the train out of the station on this one okay do these popcorns taste like these wines yes oh that's horrible so you would eat a Sauvignon Blanc popcorn, popcorn. and then drink a Sauvignon Blanc yeah, wine? Yeah, they taste alike. Yeah, I don't really understand what that. What if it was slight? It's like slightly off. It's like eating, um, let's just say like a whiskey-flavored popcorn, but then drinking lemonade or something. Yeah, I'm with you. So Populous's founder, Maggie Paulus, came up with the idea after noticing that her popcorns were proving particularly popular at wine-tasting <laughs> events particularly popular popcorns. So the wine-soaked snacks don't come cheap. Uh, a gal- a one-gallon tin costs about $40. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But the one-infused popcorn does carry the marketing tagline, snack time just got real. <sighs> yeah, I'm with you. I'm just not feeling it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, It's almost like um, it would be better if they had a little um, thing that shot popcorn into your mouth and then it popped <laughs> that sounds dangerous it's not ex- even close to what they've come up with no that's a very different invention but i like it i mean off the top of your head it's pretty good the popcorn shotgun we shoot boiling hot cur- <laughs> kernels into your mouth and they pop upon delivery <laughs> Hey, it's better than popcorn look you, you know here's how it starts with people who drink you're young you try a beer it tastes horrible so you try another one and it tastes bad and so on and so forth until you realize that you've trained yourself to ignore the bad tastes to enjoy the good feelings and that's why we have a wine show and drink wine and here we have popcorn which is by itself a very pleasant food now flavored badly with none of the benefits of making you feel good yeah mark uh, if you drink non-alcoholic wine or beer they've done it before mark they've done it before where they take college kids they give them alcoholic free beers and two hours later they're completely drunk well yeah this is the placebo effect will this popcorn work the same way uh I don't know. I mean, um, boy, I'm eating a lot of stuff that tastes like yes, alcohol. There's there's grandma going into their popcorn again, <laughs> <laughs> thinking that she's getting drunk. But uh, <laughs> but that's probably the only way I could watch, uh, you know, La La Land. Oh, God, did I say that? Why did you say that? Oh, Mark? I shouldn't have said that. Why did you bring that up? Oh, I didn't. Well, actually, I didn't. The phone is lighting yeah, up. I've never seen La La Land, but I'm just not in a musical movie kind of guy. But it's it fun. was a musical movie. With you the name that. Lala? You know... <laughs> Wait, how do I know that? You need to be up on the pop news. How do I How do I know La La Land is a musical? It's a musical movie, yeah. Uh, about what? I have no idea. I just don't I don't watch those well, as a rule. What was the, all the, the, the mess about that and then Moonshiners? Yeah, so Moonshiners, <laughs> that's the name. What was it? Moonlight. Yeah. La- Moon, Moonlight Shine won La... I don't know. We're just going to be talking about One of them won. Were yes. they both musicals? Yes. No way. Oh, yeah. How many musicals do we need? Eight. That's how many we're going uh, on. So the third story. Tell me. Joe, how many times has this happened to you? Many. You're eating, your fa- you're eating at your favorite <laughs> restaurant, 
You're sipping on your favorite vodka, and you suddenly become concerned. Why aren't I drinking wine right now? Now, that has never happened. Wait a second. Huh? Worry no more, because wine-infused vodka is here. What? That's right. This vodka was specifically made for those discerning imbibers, like myself, who are just sick and tired of continuously drinking weak vodka martinis and wish to add a little Chardonnay to spice things up. Really? Yeah. It's vodka with Chardonnay mixed in or just Chardonnay popcorn flavor? I think it's Chardonnay in there. So some people will try to convince you that wine and cocktails... Much like Old Bay seasoning and vanilla ice cream, don't mix. <laughs> I have to try that now. <laughs> but don't listen to them. I'll be the judge of that. Because the Cracker Jacks at Maven Cocktails are now filling the need of this large drink void and have produced the world's first super premium wine-infused vodka cocktail. They're, they're making a cocktail? Yeah. They're not, making, they're not selling wine-infused vodka. Well, that's what they say they're doing. So... Why couldn't you just mix vodka and wine while you make the to- the cocktail? Oh, don't ask those questions, because the fact that it says super premium right there on the glass bottle, you know it tastes good. Wow. Not just premium. Super premium. Super premium. premium. What goes into this cocktail? Good question, because Maven Cocktails has come up with two flavors, Chardonnay and Pinot Noir. Okay. Uh, unfortunately for Maven Cocktails, they have their very own hater, by the name of Andy Herman of L.A. Weekly. Really? According to a recent article by Herman, the Chardonnay version smells like grape juice, sugar, and Lysol and tastes just a bit like old-school liquid cold medicine. That's not very nice. Well, I could imagine something being called worse. And then Herman says the Maven Pinot Noir version smells like Jolly Ranchers, Raisin Bread, and tastes like strawberry Kool-Aid sangria, along with prune juice, Red Bull, and baby aspirin. (laughs) (laughs) What's this guy doing eating baby aspirin? Yeah, so he's not a a lover of Maven cocktails. I want to make make something out of all those things you just listed. Oh, my gosh. But I do take issue with Maven cocktails because the company claims, on their website, they claim that their cocktails are, quote, born out of our love of fine wine. Oh, come on. Yeah, it's come a little on. ridiculous. We've taken a two thousand bottle a two thousand dollar bottle of nineteen eighty two Lafitte <laughs> and mixed it with Tito's vodka. Yeah. <laughs> you you'll guys lo- are insane. You'll love the result. Oh. But no, my tagline would be, um, <laughs> I promise you, after your third one, you won't be disappointed. Well, I, <laughs> I, I like even more so along those lines. Uh I promise you. After your third one, you won't care. <laughs> yeah, right. You won't. I mean, you just won't care anymore. Yeah, vodka in my Chardonnay, Chardonnay in my vodka, whatever. I don't think it's for uh, people. I think it's for people who want, who who are trying to uh, uh, probably get drunk more quickly, and uh, vodka's just not doing it. No, man. People who want to get drunk more quickly just drink straight vodka. It's like if you want gr- to get drunk more slowly, you would replace some of the volume of water with a less alcoholic substance such as wine. Oh, you think that's what they're doing? If you consume a pint of vodka, Mm -hmm. you are consuming more alcohol than if you consume a pint of Chardonnay and vodka. Oh, you think it's less alcohol? It's got to be. Unless the Chardonnay, it's almost like an alcoholic mixer. 
Right. It's like, well, I was going to mix, you know, some uh, seltzer in with my vodka with a lime, but nah. It's just such a weird thing to combine. I mean, I have no idea who their target audience is. None. Now, does it come pre-made or is it? Yeah, pre-made in a bottle. Well, wait, but it's something you buy at, like in North Carolina, you would go to the ABC store and buy a bottle of their vodka slash wine. Yeah, maybe it looks like a wine cooler. And the, these guys are out of California? Uh, I don't Did know. Did it say? Yeah, it didn't say. Oh, my gosh. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, but uh, it's an interesting, interesting concept. Uh, good luck to them. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Mm. And a story from South Korea. <sighs> <laughs> Wow, South, Mark, Mark, you, South yeah. Korea, not North. <laughs> don't South just Korea. Don't okay. Just don't mention his name. I won't because it's South Korea. Okay, Joe. How many times has this happened to you? It's night. You're devouring your favorite ice cream, and you suddenly become concerned. Why aren't I devouring something way, way more pleasurable right now? <laughs> I now must know what is going on in South Korea. As you may or may not know, ice cream is commonly served in cups, cones, and on sticks. I knew that. Sticks? Ice cream on a stick. You never eat, you never put a scoop of ice cream on a stick. Sure you do. (laughs) (laughs) But now, there's a new way. To eat ice cream? Oh yeah. How? South Korean ice cream street vendors now sell ice cream tightly packed into something that resembles, say, a condom. Oh. In other words, the ice cream is sealed tightly. They are so strange. The ice cream is sealed tightly inside a thin, rubbery wrap. Oh my gosh, that is disgusting looking. Oh my gosh, is that real? Yeah, that's a you real thing. You need to put that on our Instagram, Twitter feed, everywhere. That is the most disturbing thing I've seen in the last 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> to eat the snack, the tip is re- first removed, and then the ice cream is sucked through the small opening at the top. <laughs> that dude's <laughs> mouth looks so funny doing that. Why this is, is he? This is like the big thing when uh, you go to South Korea and you go to your street, <laughs> your ice cream street vendor. You know, everyone was walking around eating ice cream this way. It's interesting, I must say. It's crazy. They say it tastes better than normal ice cream. No, no. <laughs> something has happened over there. A horrible <laughs> experiment has gone wrong. I mean, Very wrong. I don't know. I think it's a brilliant idea. I think Why? We, <laughs> I, How could that be a good idea? Because it's just so novel. And I think it's when you're walking around the street sucking <laughs> this ice cream rubber thing all of this melted white ice cream is going everywhere it's running down your chin it's running out of the tip of the dispenser Well, hopefully you're swallowing most of it (laughs) (laughs) oh man oh boy anyways can you choose mark the flavor of ice cream inside of the thing you put in your mouth i doesn't i'm sure there's a whole smorgasbord of flavors you could use chocolate vanilla uh <laughs> peach custard skin colored I, <laughs> I don't know but oh oh uh would it but if does you, it come with nuts listen if you're at 
That's good. Uh, but if you're someone who, uh, wa- who likes to have attention mm. when you're walking down the street, some people are like that, <laughs> then this would be an ice cream for you because people are like, what is that person doing? Uh, <laughs> it's just sucking ice cream uh, out of a tube. Yeah, that's not a tube, Mark. That looks straight up like a sex toy. Yeah. It's, I mean, you may as well just walk down the street with a sex toy in your mouth. Well, that's what it looks like, but you know, this is better than a sex toy because you got ice cream comes <laughs> out of ice the cream. End. I can't believe that no one's thought of it before. What now that now there you go. It's like you're you're selling the toys uh, at the store, mm-hmm. and someone comes up and says, "I would like this, please." Yes, and then you and I'm buying it for the ice cream. Well, what I'm saying is, people who don't even know about the ice cream yet, right. what you do is you start up a business right next door to a store like that, and you stand out front, and you're like. Sure, you could go in there and but buy you, a toy. But you could but buy here and have ice cream. Yeah, ice cream. But I'm thinking about you know, people who, who, who are very uh, secretive about buying those kind of things. Like, look, I just like the ice cream. I'm buying it for the ice cream. You know, in fact, all ice cream stores should start selling sex toys so that people who are afraid to go into those stores can just, while they're getting some ice cream out with their friends, just... You know, hey, here's the thing, Mark. You've seen it. I've seen it. Shampoo bottles that come shaped as naughty things. Yeah, that's true. Same reason. I'm just buying it for the shampoo. Uh Nope. I wish you didn't say that because now Baskin Robbins is going to steal our idea. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's just that 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 guy has no business. On the internet, posing with that ice cream dispenser in his mouth. It's unusual, but it, but I think, you know, look, it's grown on me. Not me. Okay, well, you know, we don't always agree, Joe. I mean, I will try anything once. Uh-huh. So next show, let's go buy some flavorless uh, condoms, fill them up with ice cream, and go to town. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> These, and, uh, and start selling them on the street. <laughs> is that a condom full of ice cream in your pocket or are you just happy to see me <laughs> yeah we'll get in trouble i think the nice thing is, is they will refreeze in different shapes um well no i think i think they're like more rubbery than a, than, a, than a condom i think they're like in a definite shape really yeah that's the way i i see it but uh <laughs> i it's hard you know i don't have one in my hand right now <laughs> Mark, yes. This was uh, the first day on air down in New Orleans. Hopefully, our, our last. But you know, <laughs> you know. Listen, we usually our 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 shows were way more educational. Way more. Mm, not really. Not at all. No. But, no. But listen, this is basically par for the course. Hopefully, you've learned something, and um, <laughs> just <laughs> just end it. Okay. Just tune in next week. You've been listening to another exciting episode of The Wine Fellers, North Carolina's only fine wine radio program. And I've had such a great time today, Mark. Me too, Joe. But the good news is is that the fun can continue online. (laughs) You're absolutely right. Visit us online at thewinefellers.com where you can learn more about today's program and listen to previous shows. 
See you next week. Songs and melodies change and change and sway, but they still stay the same. The songs that we sung when the dark days come are the songs that we sung when we chased them away. If I ever found a pot of gold, I'd buy bottles untold of the nectar of the vines, cause I'm gonna die. With a twinkle in my eye Cause I sang songs, spun stories Love, laughed and drank wine Tomorrow is another day The cats are out to play, to play That old rusty spaceship wants to sail Into the Milky Way again On a river of red, red wine
streaming live at WHU.